Hello, hello, it's Wendy again, and I am here to encourage you to sleep with me. Oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> and of course, this podcast is Sleep With Me because I am a hypnotist, and I love to help people with hypnosis understand how their brain works, get unstuck from whatever issues they're having, and be able to live a better life and a bigger life. So if you put on some headphones and lie down in your bed and get all relaxed and close your eyes and listen to a session with Wendy, well, I suppose then we are actually sleeping together. <laughs> but sleep, of course, in its true sense is not hypnosis. Although you can make changes while you sleep, while you're in that lighter stage of sleep. And also when you wake up in the morning and you're still in that nice, relaxed alpha state, that's a great time to listen to a hypnosis recording because it will make changes and they will be accepted very easily because basically you're already in trance. And there is some disagreement on whether or not we need to be in a different brainwave state to allow suggestions to have an effect on us. Can you be hypnotized when you're wide awake, when somebody's having a conversation with you, when they use the right words? and describe things in such a way that it reaches deep inside of you to that place where you make a shift or a change or something new is discovered within you. That can be done without going into trance because you're in what we call a waking trance. Just something to play with and think about that might be a topic at your next coffee meeting or your next Zoom meeting. Are you ready? to not be on Zoom all the time. <laughs> it's getting so close. If you're listening to this podcast in the middle of May, it is possible that we are almost getting back to normal. Where I'm at on the big island in Hawaii, it's feeling very back to normal. We are still required to wear masks, even though the president said, you don't have to wear masks anymore. But we are, and I'm grateful for that because this island has had the very lowest rate of COVID cases of any of the islands. And it's been really valuable. And I'm really grateful to be able to live here and know that I feel fairly safe. So I'll continue to follow their rules. Now, today, I want to discuss with you what it's like for you to think about being a good speaker. For you, this might mean that you get to express yourself, your ideas or your projects at a work event. It might mean that you actually want to get rid of your fear of speaking and get up on stage and get really creative and find out what it's like to be one of those people that jumps up on stage and delivers a brilliant speech. And that person seems to love doing it. Have you wondered how they get that skill? They were just born that way, probably. Well, that's actually not possible. Since we weren't born with the ability to speak, and we weren't born with the feelings of what makes us confident or what we're passionate about, we're mostly just passionate about pooping in our diaper and trying to get fed. <laughs> that's about it. So you developed some ideas about what it means to get up in front of a group, take a big risk and deliver a message. And for those of you who do have a fear of speaking on stage or in front of a group, 
you might have been terrified when you got up there. And when you were done, you don't even remember what you said because <laughs> you're in such a state of hyper fear and focus. And why do we do that? Why would we? They're not going to hurt us. Nobody's going to do anything to us, even if we make a mistake. So laugh at yourself. Why would we have that insane fear of getting up in front of a group? I think that because we're so vulnerable and we're so afraid of making a mistake in front of one person, no problem. But in front of all those people, all those eyes that are on you, and some of you right now, your heartbeat is, is getting a little bit faster, isn't it? When you think about being in front of that group where they're all leaning in, watching you, hearing you, and you have to remember what you're supposed to talk about. And now a part of your brain is starting to talk and deliver the speech while the other part of your brain is accessing fear and doubt and worry. What if I screw up? What if I forget what to say? What if I talk too fast? What if I talk too slow? What if they're actually bored and they don't care at all about what I'm talking about? What if I stumble over my words? What if at the end of the speech, they just kind of give me a little applause and they look at me sympathetically? Well, I will tell you that no matter who you are, you can get your skill set up for being a great speaker on a stage. One of the things it takes is repetition. And this is a tough one because how are you going to get opportunities to speak to groups and have that repetition and keep learning from each one when you can't just decide, okay, I want to be a speaker at your event. You know, it just doesn't work like that. So Toastmasters, mostly it's on Zoom right now and the groups aren't meeting in person and meeting in person is where it's really valuable because you do have that effect of being in front of an audience, which is your fellow Toastmasters. Giving speeches on Zoom helps. It's a very safe way to get to do some presentations. Work on your vocal style. Find out how you deliver your messages. And then you get an evaluation after your speech, which is really helpful. They tell you what to work on, what to change, what to do differently, what was brilliant. There's also an um counter that counts your ums, ahs, like, you know, all those filler words. After you do this for a while, it's really hard to listen to someone who says um all the time or like, and you know, um, 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 it's really annoying. It will make your life really difficult. <laughs> but I would like you to just think about that. Maybe there's a speaking class where you live that you can take. Maybe you can take one online and you can start getting that done. Although I went into one speaking class that was online and there were about 10 people in the class and there just wasn't much time for anyone to get any speaking done. And the instructor was really lame and he really didn't have a lot of good constructive ways to help people shift out of what their issue was in speaking anyway. So you can see if there's a Toastmasters group in your area, and that's a nice low cost way to be able to get some of the skills. Speaking of skills, let's go over what it is you need to have in your arsenal to be a speaker on a stage. When I was a very poor and pitiful single mom 
struggling to figure out how to make money as a hypnotherapist. I went to the community center in California near my town and I rented a room for $40 for the evening. That was for, I think, three hours or something. And I would tell people to come to my free event. It was every Tuesday at the same time. Now, keep in mind that I was terrified to get up in front of a group and speak to them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I forced myself to do this. And those of you who, whatever your skill set is and whatever your message is, you could use this idea to give yourself the repetition to break out of your fear. But I went and I did it every Tuesday at the same time. I think it was six o'clock. They all got a free CD to take home at the end of the evening. And at the back of the room, I had clipboards with some sign-up sheets and they were signing up for help with different areas of their life needs. Like one said golf hypnosis, one was uh, overcoming, you know, the past or something. The other one was on weight loss and then there's one on loving to exercise or whatever. So they could sign up for these group classes for a very small amount. Now on Monday, I would get nervous because the next day, oh boy, I got to go there and speak to people. And I just want to relate this to you because I know how it feels. And I'm so grateful that I've gotten to the place that I am where I can jump up on any stage, anytime. Hey, just hire me. Come on. I'll, I'll be right there. And I would get up and I would deliver information to them for about an hour. We did a trance session as well. And I told them in advance to bring a pillow because they're going to be lying down on the floor. And then we'd push the chairs away and they would lie down on the floor and I would do a hypnosis session for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then they got a real feel for what I was doing and what I loved. And they got a little shift in their attitude or something that we were working on. Before I got up on that stage though, ah, at first I only had like 15 people maybe. The next day I had, next week I had 20 and, and then it built and built until I had like 40 or 50 people regularly every Tuesday. And it was just so hard. Every time I was less scared, not by much. <laughs> and every time I got a little more comfortable, and each Tuesday, I was having a little more fun. Once you get to the point where you're having fun with your speaking, then you are home free because you can get up there and just try new things. You don't have to stay on your script. You can go off script and say, hey, let's do a weird experiment here. How about if half of you do this and the other half, whatever your experiment is. And I've done a lot of experiments in my speaking. That is basically how I overcame my fear of speaking. Of course, being in the community center with 20 or 30 or 50 people is very different than knowing that you're going to step onto a stage where there could be a thousand people in the audience. And I got to do that at the Boulder Theater. And I did a speech there that was to a thousand people in the audience. I had a little bit of nervousness, but nothing like I would have had in previous years before I got good at this. Here's your first piece of overcoming your fear. 
and feeling good about giving a speech. The first thing is notice the body sensations that you have when you think about getting up and speaking in front of an audience. None of us were born with this fear. This is something that was created because we're vulnerable and we don't want to embarrass ourselves. What you do first is notice these feelings in your body. When they come up and you're thinking about, oh gosh, why did I commit to giving that talk? Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Okay, notice your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself that is reinforcing it? Okay, if you have a little conversation like I just did, you want to stop, take a breath, let it out, close your eyes wherever you are, except if you're driving, and you're going to change that conversation. So now you'll say, I'm getting better and better at this. I can feel that things are shifting for me. And I'm actually looking forward to this. Okay, now what you did, even if you don't totally believe it, you at least planted the suggestion so your mind has the possibility that you might actually enjoy getting up and giving a speech. Okay, here's number two. Imagine that you are seeing yourself on stage. You're at an event. It doesn't have to be a huge event, or it could be a thousand people. But you're at an event where you're seeing yourself up there talking. You're noticing the way you're moving your hands with meaning and purpose and the way you're walking over to this side of the stage, to that side of the stage, having brilliant pauses where people really anticipate and lean forward to hear what you're going to say next. You notice a smile on your face. You notice what you're wearing up there and that you look so comfortable. Now here's the next point, and I believe I'm at number three. I already lost count. How silly is that? <laughs> the next one is for you to step inside of that body and that mind. Take about five minutes to observe and be aware of what the brilliance that you have looks like and sounds like on stage. Do that for at least five minutes. Do it for 15 minutes if you want. But do it with your eyes closed while you're relaxed. Make yourself the speaker. Feel what he or she feels. Hear what he or she is saying. Absorb the confidence, the flow, the ease, the joy of what your stage self is doing. And then... Just pause that whole scene and get yourself to go up there and get inside of that body that's on stage. So you are looking through those eyes. You're feeling it with your heart and soul. You're moving physically with your body. You're still lying down in trance or sitting in your chair with your eyes closed, but you are imagining, feeling all the feelings, the movement, the way that your voice resonates and sounds so beautiful. So feel yourself up there on stage. Those people are loving this. You have meaningful body movements. You move around the stage easily and naturally. You're inside of that body feeling the confidence and the beautiful connection you have with your audience. So now you do this 
for another, let's say five minutes or 10 or 15, but let's go with at least five. As you're doing this, notice what the top three things are that you feel for you, what it is personally. Is it that you had a breakthrough and you overcame your fear or is it that you just feel confident or is it that you're feeling playful and you're having fun? Or maybe you're being really creative because your speech was only made of a few bullet points. And from there, you created each section of the speech as you were speaking on the stage because you got so creative. So experience it from inside of that body. Now, the really exciting part is that your brain slash mind has created an experience that even though you consciously know it's not real, it accepts it as an experience you've already had with emotions, feeling, physical sensations, and sounds. You observed it and then you went into it and experienced it. There is a phrase that says, your subconscious mind does not know the difference between a real and an imagined event. So again, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a real and imagined event. This is why athletes who use hypnosis for their rehearsal of their sport get stronger, run faster, jump higher, golf better, break records. There's no question that having this experience even as an imagined experience, if it's done right, is going to improve your performance in anything. I have worked with athletes who have exceeded what they, their capabilities were. They have gotten so much better because their brain used all of this experience while they were doing their sport. I've worked with golfers and basketball players and track and field pole vaulters so many sports, uh, race car driver. (laughs) That was fun. And all of these athletes do better without changing anything physically. So with the speaking, think of it as a muscle as well. And you need to exercise that muscle by imagining as vividly as possible that you are really good at this. Let's go back to the fear. And when I was in that state of my kind of fearful self, feeling helpless and pitiful, before I decided to speak at the community center, I called a radio station and asked them if I could be on the radio show. I actually asked them if I could have my own show, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Come on in. Uh, But anyway, they gave the call to the morning talk show. Not a DJ, really, because he's a talk show host. Yeah, that's it. And he said, why don't you come and be on the show on Tuesday morning or whatever? It have to be there at 6 a.m. because that's when it starts. And I was really terrified. I had never been in a radio studio before. I hadn't done any speaking on stage. I kept rehearsing in my mind that I was so scared that I won't know what to say and not knowing how long he was going to keep me in the studio, which ended up being three hours. 
So the night before, I was driving in my car, and I was thinking, I'm just going to cancel. I'm just going to have to call him and cancel last minute. That's my only option because I can't possibly do this. So (laughs) in my car, and remember, I am a hypnotist, so come on. (laughs) I had stopped at a red light, and I was just sitting there, and my brain just went into a different mode. And it looked next to me at the car next to me, and there's a woman in the car. And I thought, oh, she recognizes me from all my radio appearances. Oh, wow, she knows who I am. And I'm just playing around with that thought. I thought, yeah, wow, it's so great. I've done so many that people are starting to know more about who I am and they actually recognize me at a red light. How crazy is that? Well, what I did right there was at least implant a possibility that I've already been doing this many times and I'm good at it. And next, when I got home, I put myself into trance and I imagined being in that radio studio, even though I had no idea what it would look like. I imagined there's a really big mic there. (laughs) So I imagined me stepping up to that mic and I said to myself, when you say the first word into that mic, you are going to be brilliant and creative, natural, and you're going to have fun. So I did this for a few minutes and imagined myself from the moment you say the first words. Now think about what I did there. I created two different memories. One is that I'd done this for a long time and it was getting easy and I actually enjoyed it. And the next one was to create a trigger, that that mic would be the trigger that makes me feel like we can have fun with this and I'm good at it and I've done it for a long time. And the funniest thing happened the next day. I didn't cancel. (laughs) Thank goodness. I was in there a little before six in the morning. Come on. And when I started on the show and he started asking me questions, it was fun. It was easy. All my nerves just melted away because I told my inner mind that from the first word, it's going to feel easy and fun melted away, had a blast for three hours. And he took calls and the switchboard had like five lines and it was filled up with people waiting. For three hours, we just cycled through all these callers with all their problems and everything. And that gave my business a huge bump. Oh my gosh, it was unreal what that one thing did for me. So now if you're afraid to be a speaker, if you're afraid to be on radio or to take an opportunity to get up in front of a group or a club, why? You've got to get over that. You have to let yourself feel what it's like to be really magnificent on stage. We don't want you to be mediocre. We don't want you to bring all your bad habits to the stage. We don't want you to bring this fearful thing and you would not get up on stage and say, okay, I'm a little nervous, everybody. So, uh, bear with me. (laughs) You want to start your speech like that. You just, all you're going to do is fumble all over yourself. So here's thing number four. Every time you notice yourself thinking about giving a speech, wanting to be a speaker. Notice what the feelings are that are instantly triggered. Is it, are you terrified? Is it just a dread? Does your heart start beating really fast? Could you change that fear, dread, and anticipation that you'll fail 
to a feeling of excitement. Now, the feeling that you have about speaking on stage, anticipation, fear, worry, your heart's beating a little faster. Anytime you feel something like that, stop and let yourself change it to excitement. It's okay to be excited about getting on stage. Those feelings in my body, those thoughts racing around that are full of creative ideas, it's excitement that I'm feeling. I'm excited to get on there and find out how I can get better and better at this. Being in Toastmasters has given me the opportunity to have a lot of repetition. I think it's been three years that I've been doing that, and I'm not doing it now. Well, I'm doing it online with one of my groups from Colorado, but it's not in person. So it's nice. It's nice, you know, to still get in there and give some little speeches and stuff. But it's not the same as walking onto the stage in front of your Toastmasters group and everyone applauding and you being introduced and then you shake hands with the Toastmaster that introduced you and you begin to deliver your speech. When we do speeches in Toastmasters, each one that you're doing is a different topic or a different challenge or a different skill. So you get to kind of work on that and you're not supposed to be working on them word for word. You want to have bullet points and know what the basic content is of each bullet point. And that forces your brain to get more creative. If you get up there and you're trying to say your speech word for word, or you have it completely written out and it's sitting there in front of you on the podium, reading it is not going to get your message across and it's not going to make you a great speaker. Maybe you'll need to the first time to have more bullet points, but you know the content of what you're going to talk about. In order for it to come across with passion or with joy or with emotion, or with something that you're going to leave them with. You need to be natural and spontaneous. So think about bullet points. If I were to say, what I had for breakfast this morning, let's say that's your bullet, one of your bullet points, which would be kind of silly, but the thing that I liked the most about sitting down to breakfast is the smell of the food that I have just created, the toast that just popped up out of the toaster, the salt that I sprinkle on the eggs, the beautiful strawberries that are on my plate. It's a time in the morning when I just feel like there's so many possibilities and things I could do. All right, so what I was just doing was giving you your bullet point is what you had for breakfast. Are you going to say, I had eggs and bacon and some toast? <laughs> or will you let your mind go to a creative place to bring some emotion to it? And then when you're giving a speech or when you're practicing it, remember to let, and this is point number five, I think, let your audience have time to absorb it. If you just keep speaking and you never take a break and you barely can take a breath, you're going to wear out your audience because they don't get to absorb what you're saying. The art of the pause is one of the most important and effective things you will do when you're speaking to an audience. 
Now, if this can carry over into your personal life, when you're having conversations with people, maybe then you'll stop trying to get every word you want to say and, and cram it in somewhere and, and have all these things that you need them to know and they never get to get a word in edgewise. Maybe even in your personal life, you can master the ability to pause. And when you pause, your audience hears what you're saying. Thing number six, create something that they can feel and see and experience. The nice thing about speaking to your audience with well-placed pauses is that they have time to feel and experience and really hear what you're saying. Describe something that happened to you. That is your experience of something. Let them know what the emotion is, what you felt, even if it was fear or dread or excitement or confusion. Meet them on their level where they can feel all of these things and relate to what you're saying. Such as, I don't know if you've ever wanted to get on stage and speak to a group of people. Or maybe you thought it'd just be better if you just hang yourself right there before you ever have to do that. Well, I chose to put myself in that state of fear that people say is the worst fear. I've even heard it said, and maybe you have heard this as well, that the fear of public speaking is worse than the fear of death. Huh. When I first got up on stage, my heart was beating for hours beforehand, beating hard, and my mind was racing, and I couldn't get my thoughts together, and I thought I was just going to screw this up, and I wouldn't know what I would do. And then I took a few breaths, and I brought myself back down to where maybe I could just, just get through this. Okay, now, so what I was doing right there was helping you, the audience, feel some things I was feeling, relate to it, have time in those pauses for you to match what I'm describing and match my physical sensations, my state of mind. And when I sped up and I talked about the racing thoughts and didn't know what I was going to do, yes, everyone in your audience has felt that and they've had to give a presentation at work or they have to have a meeting with a client that's a really important one, but you're going to be able to get past this and be a really good speaker and have this ability in all kinds of situations if you will do the things that I'm asking you to do. And it's not enough to just listen to the podcast. You have to actually do those things. So we're going to do a little hypnosis session in a moment that is to help you get a taste of what we're doing. I have a program that is about being a great speaker. And it is a wonderful program. It's about more than just having confidence to speak. You might think that a hypnosis session for being a speaker would say such things as, when you get on stage, you're going to feel relaxed. You're going to love giving a speech. <laughs> you're going to say things that come out of your mouth <laughs> that are brilliant. But what I want to do is take it to a much, much bigger level. This is called Speaking Mastery, 
and it's to be a confident and amazing speaker. So there's much more. We have to ignite your creativity for one thing. If you want to get this program, it's all recorded, it's downloadable. There's a session called Boro Genius. And in Boro Genius, you put yourself in the mind and the body of a speaker who you consider to be a genius. Your subconscious mind absorbs all the creative resources of that creative genius, like whoever it is that you really respect for their speaking skills. You can even like jump into, you know, Brené Brown or Tony Robbins or whoever you like. Uh, so this is something that is really cool to up your skill set very, very quickly. And then there's a creative genius. There's a session called Love the Stage. That one puts you up there on the stage in hypnosis. You're doing it. You're nailing it. Your body movements are good. Your pauses are amazing. Your timing is brilliant. You're relaxed. And the next one is called Relaxed and Magnificent. So this is one that you could use just before you're going to go do your speech is to get you to reinforce that you're relaxed and you're magnificent. Wouldn't that be nice? The next one is connect and inspire. In this session, the trigger is you being on stage and looking in the eyes of your audience. You will see warmth, connection, and you'll increase your confidence. The eyes in the audience are your trigger to relax and love being on stage. And what else is in this? Let's see. I think that's all of them. So it's a lot of sessions, but each one is so essential to you having the skills and releasing the fear and being able to have that flash of brilliance when you are using your creative genius. And it is so easy once you get up there and you know that you're your inner mind is really brilliant and it has more than enough information to share with your audience. You just got to get the chatter to go away. Let go of that feeling of fear and dread. <laughs> Easier said than done, huh? <laughs> That's why you want to get the speaking mastery program that I made for you. All right, let's do something here. Let's, uh, do a little bit of a trance session. So find a place to get yourself comfortable where you can relax a little bit. Okay, this is going to be maybe 10 minutes or so. So turn off your phone ringer because you don't want to get disturbed when you're in the middle of a hypnosis session. And we're going to do a bit from the circle of excellence. So your mind has absorbed all the things that I've told you. And even if you don't remember them all, your inner mind does. And we're going to take all of these into the circle of excellence. Let's take a deep breath. Let it all the way out. Let go of anything that's in the way of you having a truly relaxing experience. Just as you breathe out, let that go. Let it float far, far away. Let your eyes close and just melt into your cheeks and be comfortably relaxed now. And then notice that there is something that you want to do better as your body is relaxing, as my voice is floating through your awareness. 
swirling all around in your mind, in your body, in your soul. Realize that there is something that you would like to experience on a bigger level. You have been speaking to groups, to people at work, to clubs. You've been delivering your message and you're getting good at it. You are feeling a little more confident and a little more sure of yourself. Now imagine that you're backstage and this is a really great opportunity with a really important audience. And as you're backstage, kind of peeking from the side of the stage out to the person who's speaking in front of the microphone right now, you can create your circle of excellence. So let that circle be something on the floor, maybe about four or five feet across. Notice if that circle of excellence has a color or an energy or a hum or a sound. And notice what one of the qualities is that you would like to have in that circle of excellence. Is that quality confidence, creativity, the ability to connect with your audience? What is the one thing right now that you would like to have in that circle? And just put that quality in the circle. Now, take one step into the circle. Feel the energy of what you put in there. The thing that is your strength in being a speaker and feel that energy come up from the circle all the way up through your body, all the way up, all the way up to the top of your head. Good. Now take a deep breath. Now step back out of the circle to the same place you were standing and find another quality that you really want to embrace in your speaking skills. Is it your humor? Or is it your ability to go out on that stage, take the mic and pause and just look and connect with your audience? Is it you opening with humor? Or is it you just feeling so good that you're there? Whatever that one quality is, go ahead and put that in the circle right now. And notice if the circle has a different glow or a different color, or maybe it's starting to be a little mosaic. Good. Now step into that circle. And as you step in and your feet touch the middle of that circle, just stay right there. And that circle has an energy that brings this quality, this skill up through your body, up into your head, all the way to the top of your head. And notice what it feels like to have that skill you are excellent at. Good. Take a deep breath. Step back out of the circle. And now find one more quality, one thing that is the most brilliant thing that you do when you get up and speak to a group. Maybe you're imagining that it's a year from now and you really have loved being a speaker. You have gotten so good at this. What is that one skill, that ability that is most important to you? 
now that you really know what you're doing on stage. Maybe it's one of the skills that you got from your borrowed genius. But put that in the circle right now. Notice if there's a different color or a different sound in that circle of excellence. Is there any different pattern or color when you put that skill in there? And now step into that circle again, your feet right there. Ah. Feel the energy of that circle of excellence of all those things you put in there. Feel the hum and the glow and the certainty and the confidence and the strength. You are grateful to have these abilities, these qualities, this certainty. You can't wait to go out there and meet your audience. Take a deep breath. Step back out of the circle. And now you're going to notice that the speaker out there is getting ready to introduce you. It's time. And the audience is so eager and excited to meet you. And you can hear the saying your name, introducing you, talking about you. And now you hear the audience applaud. Step into that circle of excellence right now. Step into it, both feet. You are ready. You are solid and you want to get out there and really meet these people and leave them with something really important to you. All right. You can hear the applause. There they are. Step out there. Go out on that stage. Feel yourself kind of running onto the stage because you're excited now. That excitement has built to where you are just ready. You trust yourself. You know yourself and you know that you are brilliant. Move around on the stage. Feel your feet on the floor. You're grounded. You're creative. Your thoughts are flowing beautifully. You smile naturally. And you take time to pause and acknowledge the audience by looking in the eyes of many different people, not just speaking to them and all around them, but purposefully with intention, meeting them with eye contact, with the passion in your speech and the meaning of what you're getting across and keep looking in those eyes and connecting with your audience. You are excellent and you've got this. Good. Now just absorb that and take that in and let the speech come to an end. Let you reach the conclusion of it and hear everybody applauding for you. They really love that. Wow. You are amazing. And the moderator comes out and shakes your hand, says, congratulations. That was brilliant. And you go off stage feeling really good about what you just created for all those people. Now bring your awareness back to my voice and back to the room. Take a nice deep breath. As I count from one to five, let your energy come all the way back, bringing yourself back with all the skills and the abilities that you just experienced as a brilliant speaker. Ready? One, bring the energy into your legs and arms. And two, feel that energy rising up through your body. You love being a great speaker. And three, feeling balanced and at peace. And four, ah, you can feel your thoughts floating through your body and bringing your awareness back here. Five, wide awake, clear-headed and refreshed. Good, good, good. Hi, welcome back. Now, that is 
a little piece of something that I hope you felt in a big way. If you were distracted during that little session, do it again when you're not distracted. Do close your eyes. Quit typing and doing all your other stuff. Quit playing Angry Birds or Words with Friends. But do it with a great intention that you're going to absorb it and that you're going to do it for a purpose. Now, you need the rest of the sessions. You need more than just that one little piece. That one little piece is going to help you, of course, but we want to get you to a higher level. The next part of this podcast is the ability you have as a hypnotherapist or an NLP practitioner to help your client. If someone comes to you with a fear of speaking and they need your help to get over it, I'm going to give you some strategies right now that you can do with your client. I'm going to assume that you're a pretty good hypnotherapist or NLP practitioner. I would ask you to start with your client by looking at the positive intention for having the fear. It's said that our fears do have a positive reason for being there. They're protecting us from something. In the case of public speaking, it's like, duh. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's to protect us from embarrassing ourselves. for one. If we've had a previous bad experience or even more than one in speaking in front of a group or even at school when you were very young, we're bringing with us the humiliation, the embarrassment, the shame of whatever happened. So we want to first release the positive intention for having the fear and finding out what the fear is. So if you do a swish session, and if you don't know what it is, um, you could buy my swish session and just ha go through it mentally. I don't think I have a script for it, but it's something once you go through it, you will know what to do. You create what you'd call like a TV set or a movie screen, and you have your client imagine they're sitting there with this big, beautiful TV screen in front of them. And on that screen, they create things that represent the fear, the dread, the embarrassment from previous times, whatever things that are personal to them that have held them back or created or uh, empowered the fear. And you have them tell you what they're putting up there, or you just lead them through it by saying, now find another thing that you felt uncomfortable about with speaking. And notice if there's anything that comes up from long ago, from when you were in school, when you had to give a report or get up in front of the class, or notice any time that you were speaking to just a few people, if there was something that happened that embarrassed you and they don't have to be there, but find many of those moments that all represent that fear or uncertainty about getting in front of a group of people. So you go through that part and then, you know, you have them move that screen off to the right. They make a new screen right in front. And on this screen, they're going to create the things that they want in being a brilliant speaker. And you say, put an image of yourself up there of being on stage. There's a mic stand and you easily can take the mic out of the stand and move around. Put an image that represents how comfortable you are when you're moving around on stage. 
Now create something that represents your voice, how confident and smooth it is, how you easily use lots of expression when you speak, and it's natural to you to use your voice to reach out and affect your audience. Now put something in that image that creates the confident you that is over the top with confidence that if somebody asks you to go speak to a group, you're like, yes, totally. And I will do a great job for you. Create an image that represents those emotions, that belief, and that you are ready and willing and brilliant. So now you keep creating these uh, potential personality traits, these strengths, these confident feelings and emotions, and you're creating a whole new scenario on this, let's call it the confident um, picture or image. So it has a whole bunch of things, sounds and colors and everything else. Try to incorporate as much emotion, physical sensations, sounds, feelings, you know, everything you can to be, create as full of an experience on this screen. So now if you're going to do the swish, what you're going to do is ask them to put the, the fear picture in front of them, the fear screen, and then take that confidence screen and shrink it down to a little tiny square, put it in the lower left corner of the fear screen. And then when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to switch those screens so that that little tiny confidence screen, it gets really big and it entirely covers the fear screen. While at the same time, the fear screen is going to shrink down into the lower left corner, into a little tiny square. And as we do this, you're going to hear a sound in your brain that's like swish. So ready? We're going to do this several times. So right now the fear screen is in front of you and in the lower left corner is the confidence screen. Ready? One, two, three. Swish. Good. Just notice that confidence screen, how it feels, what it looks like, what you love about it. Now reset them to the original setting. So the fear screen is up there. Confidence ones in the lower left. Notice the things that are in that fear screen. Some of those things are not really true for you. Maybe they were at one time, but right now you're willing to let them go. On the count of three, let them switch again. Ready? One, two, three, swish. And that little screen from the lower left corner came up and covered the fear screen. Now it's brighter and more beautiful and more vivid than you ever imagined. You can hear the sounds and feel the emotions of it. Okay, so now you're going to do this several times. I would say five or six times is pretty good. And then when you have the final one where the confidence screen is really big and really bright and really beautiful, you say, make it even more colorful, make the sounds even better. Just make everything even more over the top, outstanding, spectacular. It's beautiful. You want to step into it. You want to be in there. And right now, before you do, before you get to step in that and immerse yourself in it, let that little tiny square in the lower left corner 
those old fears and those things that you used to think were true but aren't anymore. Let it shrink down, shrink down, 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 just to a tiny dot, and now it's just gone. And on the count of three now, I'm going to ask you to step into this and feel it, experience it, hear it, and just embody it with every cell in your body and fill every space between every cell in your body. Ready? Ready? Okay, one, two, three. Step in now. Step in and feel it surrounds you. Oh, it's all over you. It is energy and love and strength and confidence. And so with this, keep describing whatever the things are that your client told you that they want and also with some of the things you know that you want them to have. And if you did a really good kind of a pre-talk before your session, you will know the things that they are struggling with that you need to put into the fear screen or to suggest and the things that you want to put into their confidence screen that they really need, the things that are really important to them. After you're done with the swish, have them imagine stepping on stage. Just say now, step all the way through that beautiful experience and you're backstage. Someone's getting ready to introduce you. You can hear them saying your name. The audience is applauding and here you go. Step into your circle of excellence before you get out there. Oh, just feel it. And of course, let your voice just have that beautiful admiration for what this person is going to experience. Put your own emotion into it to help them. One of the most uh, probably problematic maybe issues is a hypnotherapist who doesn't give their own emotion and their love of what they're experiencing and, and doesn't really get into it. I mean, we can be all monotone and say, okay, now on the count of three, step into that screen and experience that. And you're confident and you're feeling good. And you can give them the emotion that you want them to feel. If you will just step into it yourself and feel what you want them to feel and express it in a way that is excitement and tell them what they're feeling. You are feeling confident up there. You notice the audience is just smiling and excited about what you're going to deliver. And you feel it, so they'll feel it. So try not to be all monotone. And if you, if you need help with being a better speaker, then for you, it's going to make you a better hypnotherapist because you're going to learn to be more confident, expressive, have pauses. And I'm assuming that you're probably pretty good, or maybe you're new and you're just learning. But that's one of the things you could do for your client to start them off with a speaking mastery. So now you know some of the things you want to say to your client based on the first, I think it was six points that I was making. You want to discuss all of those with them. You want them to follow along in the story that you're going to help them understand of what it takes to go from being terrified to being brilliant. And then they experience your circle of excellence, maybe the borrowed genius, you do that as well. You do the swish to get rid of the negativity of the past. And the swish is a really brilliant piece of work if you do it really well. I'm sure there are people who kind of do it halfway, but I really like my version of it because it brings in so much more than just, okay, let the screen switch places. Okay, now reset them. Now switch places. There's so many things you can do with that. Um, that's my mini training for you today. And remember, if you want to get the 
Speaking Mastery Program, which I highly recommend you do. You can go to wendy.com, W-E-N-D-I.com. And at the top on the menu, if you click all courses, then you'll see a search box. And in that search box, you can put the word speaking, or you can use a link that's in the description of this podcast. And that link will take you there. So I know we need to have a little discount. So we're going to have a 20% off the speaking mastery hypnosis. And the code, which I have not yet made up, is cleverly called speak. Let's see, what am I going to do? Yeah, we'll just use the word speak. <laughs> How creative is that? So 20% off if you use the word speak when you are ordering at wendy.com. And get in touch with me. Let me know what you're thinking. Shoot me an email. There's a contact thing on there somewhere and it says contact us. That's what it says right at the top. So do that and let me know if you need more help or if there are certain subjects that you want me to cover in future podcasts because I am willing to help you and give you my 27 years of knowledge and having overcome some phenomenal odds and issues in my own life and being able to be where I am to share this with my love for what I'm doing and my my love for what I want you to do. So yeah, let me know what's going on and let's hang out a little bit here. It could answer your questions in my next podcast too. So you would get personal help about something, an issue you have, something you're stuck on. Just contact me by going to wendy.com, W-E-N-D-I.com and click the contact button and you are home free. You are golden. (laughs) You're amazing. (laughs) And if you've stayed this long in the podcast, thank you. That is wonderful. If you fell asleep during it, well, listen to it again while you're awake because there's some really valuable information. And just in closing, the two processes that I described, the circle of excellence and then the swish, Those are two processes that you can use in your own personal life for any issues you're dealing with or for your clients. They can be used for just any topic at all. So the circle of excellence could be something as simple as they're they're taking a music class to play an instrument and they have to give a little little show for, you know, five minute singing or something. Have them create the circle of excellence or they're going to take an exam and they're in school and they have a little bit of test anxiety, have them do the circle of excellence and put in the things they want and that they need in order to do well and be able to have excellent recall in the exam. Use it for all kinds of things and uh, it will be a good thing for you and for your clients. Ah, Okay, well, I'm going to sign off. I am grateful for you, immensely grateful for you. And take a moment to just send a wave of love for who you are, what you're creating, and what you're doing. That wave of love from the top of your head all the way down through your body to the tips of your fingers, down through your spine, all the way down into your thighs, your calves, and your feet to the tips of your toes. Bye-bye. I'll see you again soon.